So how can we say that we believe in something if we're not doing it here now? Because mm. he said on earth as it is in heaven. So we have to learn Kevin's culture here now, whether that be through our church, through our music, through serving the community, through serving different communities. We have to learn to walk together and live together peaceably, but also understand each other's differences. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio, and Drew Brown, Juno-nominated singer-songwriter and worship leader. Both hope to share insights into Christian music, exploring ministry, message, and everything in between. You can connect with the show at faithstrongtoday.com slash between the grooves or via Twitter at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Drew. While the weather's starting to get a little cooler, Drew, when you walked in this morning, it didn't recognize you. I thought you were wearing a scarf. No, that wasn't a scarf. That was a mask. It was a mask, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm a COVID-friendly guy. Between between the toque and the mask and everything yeah, else, yeah. I can hardly recognize there you. There we go. That's the plan. Yeah. Incognito. Yeah. The nice thing about wearing a mask in the wintertime is it'll keep you warm a little That's bit. That's right. That's but right. Besides, you're breathing into it. So, you know, just your breath alone will warm up your yes. whole face, hopefully. That's right. right? That's right. So, hey, you got to look at the positive part of this whole pandemic, right? Y- you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to episode 170. Wow. It's your weekly look at music, ministry, and everything in between with today's top Christian artists. And this week, a great conversation with Blaze Johnson and Brandon Morahan from One Church Music. Uh, we're going to talk about everything from diversity to how they do church, mm-hmm. um, you know, their, their focus as a church, being intentional, uh, a little bit about discipling and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. So stay tuned for that. That is coming up very, very shortly. Mm-hmm. But before that, of course... Community corkboard. Community corkboard. That's it? That's all you got today? Community corkboard. Come on, add some excitement. Community corkboard. Yeah, we'll go with that, I, I suppose. A pretty... couple of, uh, couple of uh, notes that have been sent to us recently. Oh, I love notes. Uh, one on Apple Podcasts. Insightful, positive, and uplifting mm. is just some of the vibes you get from listening to this podcast. Between Aww. the Grooves, you rock. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. You rock too. Thank you. I cannot pronounce this person's name. I'm not even going to try to Thanks. say it. Thanks. Good so, move. Good move. Good thank move. you. And and another one on Apple Podcasts. Again, I can't pronounce this name. If you're an aspiring Christian musician or just love Christian music and want to learn more about the artists and what they do behind the scenes, you should check out this podcast. Yes, you should. Yeah. Yes, we agree. Totally agree. And you're welcome to share this podcast with all your friends and family. Please do. And uh, there's many, many episodes to choose from. Uh, You can, you know, look for a specific topic or an artist or a producer or somebody that we've talked to. That's right. And uh, happy listening. Happy listening. I love these comments. Yeah. They make me feel so good. They do. It's so warm inside. They do. Mm-hmm. Um, concerts seem to be picking up just a bit for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In general, for I guess a lot of people. For a lot of people, yeah. yeah. I was busy this week. I think I played one, sometimes two gigs a day. And this is like after, you know, months and months of almost nothing. So um, things are picking up. I don't know what's going on, but I'm happy that things are picking up. And what was it like at the gigs? You know, with social distancing, wearing masks, and all the all the safety protocols that were put in place. Like, what what was it like? What was the experience like? Um, and some of the gigs, people are kind of like, "Yep, yeah, these are the rules. It's fine. Here we go." Other times, like these rules suck. I want to like 
dance or I want to sing. I want to like get into it. And I yeah. can't. And so it was either like, you know, really prim and proper and like, yep, yeah, we're going to obey the rules because it's serious stuff. Or people just want to like have fun and just pretend and, like we weren't in a pandemic. And <laughs> essentially. Was, was this like a house concert or was it at an event uh, like uh, somewhere? Yeah, there was a few house concerts and okay. they were very good and very respectable. There was a, f- yeah. um, a couple of church things and again there. Right. And then there's the, the pub things. And right. they were kind of like, screw this! Yeah. I want to dance! Yeah. And so that was really, really, like, the bouncers there had to really, like, take charge. And, you like, didn't want to have the, the I want to dance in church, I suppose? Well, I would. Well, right. depending on the kind of church. Like right. Some denominations, you know, that's evil, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. It's frowned upon. Yeah. <laughs> what, was there barriers? Yeah. So I had, people on stage? Uh, I had plexiglass bears in front of me, yeah. and, and so that kept me safe. And were you wearing a mask? <laughs> um, not when I was singing. By every other time, yes. As soon as I left my post from the mic, mask was on. Okay. Was, I, yeah. I found it a little odd. I've seen some posts on social media where the artist was wearing a mask while they were singing, and I thought that to be a little odd and strange. Yeah. I don't know if that was just a publicity stunt, you know, just for the picture, or if they, you know, went through the whole concert doing that. I, to me, I, lo- I look at, see, if you've got all the barriers on the stage, the plexiglass, and you've got this social distancing already happening between you and the audience that's and right. you and the band members. That's right. And what are you wearing a mask for? Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's right. Now, you want to be extra cautious or you're paranoid? Well, I mean, that's that's fine. That's fine. But yeah. I would look at the mask being a barrier to to be able to enunciate your words properly. Yeah. You know, yeah. unless you, they have these little contraptions you can put inside your mask to so yeah. leave some space. I've yeah. got some of them at home. I've never used it oh, yet. tell me how they work. I, they're really good. They just, it's just a little plastic thing and you just put it inside oh, your mask. it's a little mask. frame, right? Yeah, a little yeah. frame. It's loose. So yeah, you got to yeah. kind of put it on your face and then fit the mask over and right. stuff. It might work. And maybe I suppose the mask could act like a windsock on a microphone, maybe. Yeah. So maybe that's why they're doing it. I don't know. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So it's good to see things picking up a little bit. It, yeah. It's been a little slow for me, I got to say. Fair enough. Uh, and I don't mean work-wise. I mean with the amount of music coming in. I'm getting, it's October, so I'm getting tons and tons of Christmas music. Yeah, Christmas, that's right. But not regular oh, right. CCM music. Everybody's focused on the Christmas Everybody's stuff Everybody's right focused on the right. Christmas stuff. And so I've always found October to be a little slow as far sure. as the regular music. Yeah. People are you know, pushing out and pumping out. They're their not Christmas doing their stuff. Halloween songs, right? Yeah. Not doing Halloween or exactly. just regular songs. That's right. <laughs> and so it's been it's been a little um, I wouldn't say stressful, but it's it's kind of mind boggling. I think come November, you know, once everybody's sent out their Christmas music, we'll start getting the regular music again. And a lot of that, you know, is for you know release or radio airplay come yeah. January first or right after Christmas or whatever. So yeah, I have a feeling like when January comes, that's going to be a big music month for a lot of people. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Which is great. Yeah. Start the new year off with some great music. Can't yep. wait. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Anyways, a little off topic there, but- uh, no, 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 dude. No, not really. Not at all. It's music. It's on topic, yeah. baby. Yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of, you know, uh, coming out of our conversation with uh, with what you were doing as well. Yeah, so, that's yeah. right. That's good, man. I like it. So, it is time now to get into our conversation with the boys from One Church Music. And uh, this is a, you know, the- what I like about the conversations on Between the Grooves is that's exactly what they are. And I've said mm-hmm. it many times. These aren't interviews. These aren't, you know, we ask questions. We just have a fun conversation. And hopefully you get that as well when you're listening to that's Between right. the Grooves. Right. So we do appreciate the fact that you share the podcast, that you subscribe. And uh, certainly you'll want to get into this conversation. Blaze and Brandon from One Church Music. Well, you know, parents are strange that way, right? Oh boy. <laughs> but let me let me start by saying, guys, 
What an awesome domain name for your church. One dot church. One dot church. One dot church. Like how yep. how amazing is that? Like that must the, the fact you guys scoop that is amazing. It is. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Wow. I remember when our pastor Greg, who we'll probably mention a few times, because he's just an incredible leader, um, got that he was so pumped because it was like right after the dot church domain came out and they snagged it right away. And I was like, dang, that's solid. That is. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about church, one church. Yeah. So we're in Columbus, Ohio. Um, One church planted in January. It will be eight years ago. Our pastor, Greg Ford, um, was a youth pastor for a long time, felt God calling him to plant a church in Columbus. So he moved down from, I think he was in Toledo, which is like two hours north of us. Mm to Columbus and spent a year in like the pre-launch phase. He worked like two jobs. His wife worked like two jobs. Um, and he always tells the story about how his the front worked the front desk at the fitness center. And he was just the pastor of the fitness center. So, um, it, it started basically out of that from like really humble beginnings. And now almost 10 years later, we have a second campus. So, we have our broadcast campus, which is in Gahanna, Ohio, which is right outside Columbus. And then our um, second location is in Northwest Ohio, or Northwest Columbus. Um, and one church is, we're in Assemblies of God Church, but stylistically, we're probably closer to a non-denominational, like the music's pretty loud and we have a lot of lights and stuff. Um, I like the way you describe the, that. Music's a little loud. Right. It's got a lot of lights. That's, that's right. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, our, uh, our church's mission statement is igniting a movement to reach a disconnected culture. Hmm. So that strongly affects our, our vision for music because we're running everything through the lens of someone who's never been to church before. Right. Um, and I think sometimes churches or church people or worship leaders can kind of get in their own bubble and they're like, oh, I like this song, so I want to do this song. And then it turns out that the song for someone who's never been in church is extremely confusing. Mm-hmm. And so um, we run everything through that lens. And then the mission statement for One Church Music is using music to unite us, um, which has been the, the mission statement since before the Black Lives Matter movement even started. Hmm. Like, it's been it for 10 years. Yeah. And so... Um, that we've been running everything through that lens for 10 years. And um, as a church, we added the core value of diversity over a year ago. So prior to George Floyd and that movement that happened um, or is happening, and we've been stretching ourselves and trying to grow ourselves in a more um, just diverse culture. And, And it's something that's a conversation always happening around our church. And even like this past week, we had conversations because we, you get up to lead worship and you look out and I just like was kind of overwhelmed of the diversity in a good way because it, I saw young people, I saw old people, I yep. saw black people, I saw white people, I saw Indian people, I saw, and it was just like, wow, because they're the church I grew up in, I would look out and see all old white people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's been really a blessing to see the way that God's used our intentionality Um with that and and put it on our hearts for the long run um boys you have anything to add yeah yeah man like just like brandon said you know like we we truly believe in diversity it's not something you know 
like a lot like when when people hear churches say that um especially let me put it like this when people hear churches say that that have a white pastor especially people think oh they're just hopping on the bandwagon that's not one church um and i can say that as a black man as someone that's um that's that's talked to Pastor Greg. That spent time with him. Um, no, he they they, they one churches. We've really been try, like fighting for diversity. And you know, one of the biggest things that I appreciate about you know our church is we ask we ask questions and are willing to listen. You know, I think that's that's the most important thing is to sit down and listen. And you know, with music, you know, we have we have all kind of different um, colors, people from different backgrounds. Um, just, just, you know, just serving on our teams, just, just, you know, wanting to serve. But we also have to understand, like, we want them to be heard. We want them to feel like they're welcome. We don't want to just set a standard and, you know, and just say, that's it. No, like the Bible says you have to be able to become all things to all men. And what that is, is being able to listen and learning how to adjust and walk peaceably and live peaceably with all men. And so, like, we're big on really listening because how can you understand somebody or understand how somebody feels or a situation, you know, if you don't listen? And so that's why we believe, you know, with One Church Music, like using music to unite us. That means we're not just going to sing CCM. We're not just only going to sing gospel. We, we may throw some Hispanic. We may throw some different cultures in there. Why? Because at the end of the day, we're all children of God. And, you know, our God listens to all his children. So if God listens to all his children and he ministers to all his children in different ways, then that means with our music and the example that we walk our lives, we should be doing the same thing. Because at the end of the day, the, 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 the end game is to be like Jesus. And so that's something that we truly believe. You know, uh, I'd like to get into that diversity subject a bit more. Um, you know, in Toronto, there are many multicultural churches. So we are used to seeing, you know, churches that are filled with, you know, various people of ethnic backgrounds and stuff. But going back to your comment about listening and even back to your statement about focusing on people that are new to the church, you guys must be very intentional about the language and the words that you would use, whether it be in your music mm -hmm. or even in your church mm -hmm. and, 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 and how you speak with people, because uh, you can't get, you know, this religious jargon going on because people wouldn't have a clue what you're talking about when you're, you know, when you've been saved by the yeah. blood of the lamb or, or some stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, we like, we try not to say, words like congregation or even sanctuary love it or like stuff like that that's just to someone who has never uh, like igniting movement to reach a disconnected culture a disconnected person a disconnected culture it's gonna it's gonna almost turn them off to the idea of church because it puts off this vibe that they're not a part of something and mm. so we we try to we try to include someone like that as much as we can. So we say auditorium, mm -hmm. we say um, the people like we, or the audience. I don't like the word audience, but I like it more than congregation. Cause I think congregation is exclusive to, to someone who's new to church. We try not to say sermon, we say message, like just things like that. That would be more in inclusive to someone who, and it's, it's tough. When I first got to one church, I said um, sanctuary all the time. Um, because the church I grew up in called it the sanctuary, but it's we we just try to be intentional about it to include people. And then from the platform, we like as um, a band as a worship team, we 
explain why it's not just lift your hands, but lift your hands and surrendering yourself to God. Like we explain things. We'll, we'll take time. Some, sometimes when we introduce new songs to explain what they mean, explain the heart behind the song. Cause you get songs that elevation rights or Hillsong rights that are beautiful, but to someone who's never read the Bible, they might not make sense. Um, so we try to explain those things, explain why we lift our hands to the heavens, like explain those types of things. So that if it's someone's first time that they um, have an understanding of why they're doing things rather than just doing it because everyone else is. Yeah. And even, even just to add on to that, like, you know, it's, it's so true. Explain the language. Like, for example, we just did um, Todd Delaney song, When I Call Your Name. Like, the title in itself, you know, is self-explanatory for somebody that, you know, goes to church. But for somebody that doesn't go to church, they're like, well, what does that mean? And so, like, we, there was a moment where, you know, I, you know, I was leading the song, you know, like, you know, here's why we call the name of Jesus, because this is what the Bible says. The Bible actually says that those who call in the name of the Lord, that they shall be saved, which that means is, you know, when, when you call on him, just like if you're in trouble, when you call on, you know, your parent, you know, like as a, as a child, like you call on them for help and they come. And so, you know, in that context, that's why I, you know, we, I just kind of put it away when I was exhorting, you know, if you, if you need help in your situation and you don't know who else to call, call on Jesus, you know, because he's the one that will actually come right there when you need him. And so like, we try to find ways to explain, like not because it's, it's easy to say everyone lifts your hands. Like, but for someone like Brandon says that comes right off the street, they may just came from the bar, but they, and they never heard the gospel in their life. They're like, why am I lifting my hands? Like, this doesn't make sense to me. You know, you know, we, we but we want to say, Hey, you know, this is why we're lifting our hands because like he said, it's a sign of surrender. Like it's, it's a sign that you're, you're letting go of self and you're saying, Jesus, I need you. And, you know, and I think it's super important for worship teams to do that because then if, if we if we kind of just start saying stuff we're not explaining to people, it's actually a lack of discipleship because you're just, mm-hmm. you're just saying stuff that nobody understands, and then that turns into religion, which is like a lot of like religion turns into we just do it just because, but no one ever really understanding why we do it. There it is. And, you know, there it is, man. And like, I, I think we we think it's super super important to you know to make that very clear, you know, in everything that we do, and you know. Um, and I, like we're, I know we're referencing him a lot, but it's it's it just shows like how um, good you know Pastor Greg and our leadership because we we do something we we do something like call, call our core values and like you know there's some like there's things that we say like diversity diversity is one of them, collaboration you know like we we understand like why what does it mean and you know all, all I'm trying to say is like you can't you have to do when you do something you have to explain to people why. Because it's important the why. The why gives it purpose. And once people understand the purpose of why we're doing it, it becomes such second nature nature to them. That's just like if a ch- if a parent's teaching a child something, and you know the child is just doing it, but the parent says, "No, this is why we do it." Then they, there's a greater understanding because the Bible says, "In all that getting, get understanding." We have to understand why we do it. If we don't ever understand why we do it, then what are we doing it for? You know, um, understanding helps you helps you walk in purpose, and so that's why we explain things in a certain way. And we 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 truly believe that's just such a healthy way to do things. Um, because even if you look in the Bible, when Jesus talked, like he always said, well, 
why do you, who's like when he was asking him, you know, who do you say I am? You know, you know, Paul, no, I forget who it was, but he, he said it. But long story short, Jesus explained why and it brought purpose to who he was saying it to. And so he was able to understand why he said what he said. And so it's super important that you understand the why behind something because the why will give you purpose. The why will give you understanding. So telling, just simply telling people why do we lift our hands, it's going to give them a revelation, you know, of why we do it and the revelation of who Jesus is or how good he is. And so um, we just think those things are super, super important. I And I fully, fully agree. I've been a worship pastor for a, a gajillion years since dinosaurs roamed the earth, unfortunately. And um, and one of the things, um, in a few of the churches I, I worked at, they were like very, very secret sensitive. That was kind of their vibe. And I was like, that's totally cool. That's great. But if you don't explain the reasons behind it, changing language is only one small part. You act, Discipleship actually comes as you explain why we do the things we do or why we say the things we say. Yeah. Um, so, it's, it's, yeah. so you, yeah, you can change congregation. I used to use the words um, community and family in terms of congregation. So I would say, hey, family, good morning, family. Oh, yeah. Hey, community, hey, you know, because that way it's super inclusive, and that's great. Um, but as you say certain things, if you don't explain them, this is why we do what we do. Because once they hear it, they go, oh, okay, I can join in, or I can choose not to, but at least they understand what's happening. Um, I think yeah. it's a beautiful thing that you guys are doing, and you guys are doing it the right way. But I want to jump back into the diversity thing for one second, because... I've I've been a part of many churches and helped a lot of churches here in the city sort of find ways to grow in diversity. And a lot of times they have the wrong, uh, I guess, perspective of how to do things. And so I'm curious, how do uh-huh. you, apart from language um, and apart from the music choices, what is sort of um, building that foundation of diversity and multiculturalism look like in your church? Like, what are the things that you guys are doing as a church, um, as a music team or as a church with your leadership, how does that look like? Because a lot of church leaders who listen to this, who think, hey, if we do an Israel Houghton song, we're multicultural now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if we hire that 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 you know that that black worship leader, then we will have a multicultural church. Yeah. And that's not what it's about. That's not how it works. And yeah. and if it's, it were that simple. <laughs> this is the thing. So I'm curious how that works in terms of your context. What is diversity and growing in that I, to work for your context? Yeah, I guess, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll speak into it first. I guess, you know, one of the big things of what I said earlier um, is truly listening. Um, listen, not just listening, because it's one thing to be a hearer of the word, then you have to be a doer of the word. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, once you listen, but you could, like, you, so let me put, let me rewind real quick. You can't, this is where I talked about the bang one. You can't, you can't expect to understand something or make a change in something if you haven't built the groundwork or built relationships with somebody. Like that's this is not how it works. Like, be, like let's say I came up to you and telling you all these things and try. Like, no, you would look at me like, dude, you don't even know me. You built no relationship. Like Jesus was able to speak in people's lives. He some he had grace to do it. You know, just walking and say things. But actually, he actually also hung out with the tax tax collectors and the sinners and was able to speak into their lives because he had he had built history with them. He had showed them who he was, and I believe that's one of the things is you have to build history. You have to be willing to serve. You have to be willing to listen. And listening is a big part of it. Not only listening, but then applying. Because a lot of times, just like you said, churches will be like, oh, we'll take 
you know, me speaking as a black man, you know, churches would be like, hey, we'll take this black guy and let them sing the song. Now we, now we, now we're saying, hey, we're fighting for diversity. No, that's how an HR company and uh, is, is ran, and that's how, that's how, exactly. like, that's that's that that now you become a product instead of doing something intentional. That's right. Like, no, you have to be, you have to be willing to. It's do pretty strong, but it's true. That's, that's you're exactly right, man. Yeah. Keep going. You have man. to Keep be going. willing to like. Yeah, you have to be willing to talk about the hard conversations, and not only that, applying and not, no, and then even with some of like when you start applying, you may get some resistance. You may get some resistance from the communities that don't see eye to eye. Be like, well, why are you doing it this way? And that's okay, because you know the Bible says the prophet is never welcome in his own home, because Jesus was never welcome in his own shoot. I mean, look at him; they hung him on a cross, and I mean, but but he was fighting for something greater, and the end result was beautiful, which was our redemption to bring a relationship back to the father and so even with the whole thing with diversity and racism like you have to be willing to um say no to yourself open your ears the bible says those who have ears to hear let them hear what the spirit says that which 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 shows that we're supposed to listen more than what we speak we're supposed to listen we're supposed to hear we're supposed to understand and then he says once we listen now we have to apply it and so what i think the main thing is applying it not just on the stage but off the stage which is which is serving the community which is which is bringing um which is bringing, you know, the things that, that, that need to be talked about to a table, talking to the people in the congregation, listening and be like, hey, what are some things that you can see that we can do better so we can we can help fight along and walk beside you and, and make this change together? That's one of the biggest things. I like that. Yeah, to add on to it, I think, um, like Blaze has talked about the HR initiative mindset a lot, and I think it's a really weird, tough balance because – you, it it does take intentionality, um, but I think the the heart behind it is the key. So yes. if like Blaze Blaze is a black guy, I'm a white guy, and and our church our pastor is white, and um, it comes from majority white people, and if we Blaze starts singing, Blaze starts leading worship, and we just try to push Blaze into the box that we have, <laughs> rather than saying, Hey Blaze, what song do you want to sing? And we we did that once with, and this really opened my eyes. Um, we have a worship leader whose name is Skyler, and I'm like, Skyler, what songs are you enjoying right now? And he uh, he sent us a song called "Something Has to Break" by uh, Shepherd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I'd never heard this song. I listened to the song. I'm like, this song is awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> and so we did it. And and it was. We, we weren't going to try to push Skyler into the box of like, come sing our songs, but it's like, we, we want to embrace you as you are and make that our heart and trust that um, God will bring fruit from that. It's been really um, humbling to see people send an email to One Church Music and just say, thank you guys. I can tell you're being intentional with your set list. Of, yes. of doing more diverse songs, and that means a lot to me. And for me, I'm just like, wow, like that—that that is huge. So it does take intentionality, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's anything wrong with the intentionality. I think where it goes wrong is yours. Like, here's our token black guy, um, who who we're not going to embrace his culture and not embrace who he is and force him. Come on, Brandon, act act like what we want him to act like. <laughs> 
That's, good. That, that's yeah. That's, that's I like what I'm hearing because um, you know even going back to your example of the HR way of doing things, I'm I'm tired of that. Mm-hmm. I really am, and and you see yeah. that in so many different um, organizations, and and hopefully not churches. But I'm sure it does happen. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. Oh, it does. Mm-hmm. It um, does. But you see it so many times, and I and I, you know, I've always been a firm believer believer of of um, not trying to um, necessarily meet the demographics of the people as much as uh, the leadership, if you want to call it that. Um, is qualified to do the job and understands hmm. who the demographic who the demographic is. Yeah, and that's and that's yeah. like you said, it's it's listening, it's it's you know developing that relationship and everything else. Like I'd rather have you know if you could not sing anything, like if you could not keep a tune blaze, I don't know that if I would I would respect you as a worship leader. <laughs> you know, even if <laughs> even if even if you like good music, right? And so I think that's, that's part of it where, you know, you are qualified, um, musically, um, with your voice and the fact, you know, all all your qualifications musically, but beyond that, you've got so much more that you bring, uh, to one church as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just, just, um, just insert something, you know, just really quick, like, um, I, I would, I always say this example, you know, it's, it's important to appreciate you know, each other's differences. And so like we have, um, there's, um, we have two, two of our, um, um, other, other coworkers, you know, Christy, Christy Poole, who's our boss, she's the art, our director. And then there's Kala, who's the, um, Northwest worship, um, worship leader. And like, you know, one, one thing I always say, you know, if, if you look at your hands and like, you see the fingerprints, um, that are on your hand, that they're all different. Nobody has the same fingerprint. Nobody has the same fingerprint at all, which means that we're uniquely and fearfully and wonderfully made. That means we're each able to operate in a certain way, like the one may not be able to operate in. Just like Brandon may be able to reach a people that I may not be able to reach, mm-hmm. or I may be able to reach a people, or Chrissy maybe, or Kayla, you know, all we're all able to reach different people, but we operate as one body, you know, just like the body of Christ, you know, where you have the eyes, the ears, the hands, the feet, they're all connected, but they're all operating in different places, but they, at the same time, they're all um, collaborating together for one purpose, and I, be- and I believe that's the thing churches and, you know, and worship teams have to understand, like, you have to, just like we were talking about, you know, diversity, you have to be able to understand and understand, you know, like who you're able to reach and like being able to trust that person to even reach somebody else and then trust that other person to reach somebody else. And we're all operating as the hands and feet of Jesus because the, ha- the arms can't reach anything if there's no hands. Hmm. The head can't see anything if there's no eyes. But but if if the, if the arms are operating with the hands, we're able to reach something that no one else can reach. Because why? Yes, the arms the arms are something completely different from the hands, but we're connected because we're the body of Christ. You know, just like I always example, when you when we get to heaven, like there's not going to be a whole bunch of different denominations. Then we're not going to be separated by color. Because the last time I checked, that we're all the children of God. Mm-hmm. We're all God's children. We're not separated by dom- denomination in heaven. That's not heaven's culture. God's culture is God. You know, like heaven's culture is like no. Like all creation bows down and worship Him. 
the rocks crowd, the trees, the wind, you know, at like all people, it doesn't matter if you're Asian, black, white, Hispanic, no, everybody bows down. Every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Heaven's not separated by denomination, but it's under one body as children of God, worshiping the Father day and night, night and day. And so we have to be able to bring that culture of heaven to earth with our worship because the days of the separating, the, 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 the division, that, that needs to come to an end. Because how can we, how can we not worship together and understand each other's differences and, and walk together when, like, how can we do that now? We can't expect it to do in heaven if we can't do it now. Hmm. You know, uh, not heaven's culture. Yeah. You know, uh, Blaze. Back in the day, it was said that there wouldn't be any drums in heaven. So, I mean, <laughs> look, look how, <laughs> look how things have changed. Oh you know. Gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to. I just wanted to lighten up the mood a little bit. I'm sorry. No, no, you're no, you're good. You're good, man. And like, no, I'm, I'm like, this is some, you know, this is something that you know we're passionate about. And like, I know you guys are passionate about about it as well. It's just like, like people, like I don't even want to say churches. I just want to say, you know, people like we have to realize, like, especially if you believe in Christ, like at the end of the day, we're all going to be worshiping and walking together and living in eternity together. Like, despite what color we are, like, think of eternity. Let's, let's think of eternity. Like, in spite of what color we are, so how can we say that we believe in something if we're not doing it here now? Because mm. he said, on earth as it is in heaven. So we have to learn to carry that. We have to learn to carry called heaven's culture here now, whether that be through our church, through our music, through serving the community, through serving different communities. We have to learn to understand that now. And that's super, super important. You know, we have to we have to learn to, like, walk together and live together peaceably, but also understand each other's differences and grow together as a body of Christ. You know, if we had that mindset, I think it would solve a lot of problems in this world. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we talk a little bit about um, your music specifically? Um, and I'm and I'm thinking about, um, you know, the fact that you're, you're a worship team. So obviously you get together, I'm assuming you get together and rehearse. Um, and what mm-hmm. what is that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, how is that shaped uh, in rehearsal versus... And I'm, I'm going to use a, a a a term that's not the right term, but the final product. In other words, on a on a in a service environment, um, I suppose what the differences are going to be. Like you hear so much these days about churches who are using tracks and you know this well polished sound. And where do you draw the line between the polished, um, structured? sound versus the spontaneity of of worship you want to kick that off Brandon? yeah so yeah <clears throat> i think it depends on the church um we i don't even know if we have really found what works best for us but i think we're pretty close we um like i said mission statement is igniting movement to reach a disconnected culture <clears throat> and where i think um, my style tees up more towards the um, spontaneous style. And so with Blaze, is, um, that's not really the vision of our church. Like, I think that there is something that if, for the most part, if, if someone walked into church for the first time and they there wasn't any kind of order to it, it might be a little scary or intimidating. So the way that our services run um, on a weekend is pretty strict to the time. So we 
have know exactly what our service order is and we try our best to to get the same service order every time for that reason and then for also we have multiple services and we're trying to maximize the resources that god's given us in the building that we have Mm -hmm. and so pre-covid now that we're in covid it's a little different but we would pack our auditorium full pack our parking lot full run a service and then flip it in an hour, pack it full, run a service, flip it in an hour, pack it full, run a service. So, like, we have, like, an 800-ish person outside of Gehenna and would serve over 2,000 people on a weekend. Yeah, um, timing timing is everything yeah. when it's when it's that, right? Yeah. Multiple services, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so we don't, we literally don't have, if, if our service runs 10 minutes over, we're turning away people in the parking lot. Right. Um. But so um, on our traditional Sunday, we have a Saturday service to weekend experience. Um, when when the band shows up or when we show up, we're pretty prepared and we're pretty well rehearsed. And um, we run a lot of tracks, um, but we also build room into doing some spontaneous stuff, but stuff that has more structure to mm-hmm. it. Totally. So it'll be like, okay, we're going to kind of stay with this bridge and maybe the chorus. Um, and that's something that we've been trying to push ourselves to grow in more. Um, and I think that um, eventually we'll probably do some worship nights type things, or we've done some like team night type things where it's been more spontaneous. Um, but we, we do set up pretty heavy with well structure. And, and we, um, I was just talking to pastor Greg yesterday Um and this is super exciting, and I hope it's exciting for everyone else, but it's really exciting. So my, my job is a music director, which is different than your guys' music director. Um, I, like, lead our bands and um, stuff like that. And and we're starting to get to the point to where we, one church music has its sound, and it doesn't just sound like whatever song that we're playing, mm-hmm. um, which is really exciting for us. And so, like, we, last week, our Yesterday we played a Mosaic song, a Hillsong Young and Free song, and William McDowell's um, breakout. Yeah. yeah, William McDowell song. So, nice. so three different directions. <laughs> nice. And instead Very of nice. play, instead of playing the Mosaic song and it sounding like Mosaic, and then playing William McDowell, and it sounded like William McDowell. It sounded like one church music throughout, yeah. which was super exciting. And so that that does come with our like with that practice time that you're talking about, but we also do a decent amount of like meeting one-on-one with like I'll meet one-on-one with, or in a small group with some of our guitar players and we'll just talk. And like our, um, we played a gospel song a few weeks back that had this trumpet line that was pretty annoying. And so we muted it in the track. And then we, I was talking to our electric player. I was like, dude, what if you played that trumpet line on electric? So it's just like, learning stuff like that which um i don't i don't know if that answers your question we we have we have a lot of i'm sorry to rent we have a lot of structure um but then there's also room built in where there's not as much structure um but when it comes to our, our weekend services because of our our mission statement of reaching a disconnected culture and because of our quick turnaround between service times we stick pretty tight to a schedule yeah, yeah like even uh, add on even add on what Brandon said. Like just like I said, we we have a pretty strict structure, but you know, 
Um, one of the things, one of the things, you know, that I believe in, like, like you have to be prepared. And like, sometimes God will have you be prepared just to mess it up, which means, you know, you, you prepare, you prepare for the moments or like, we'll prepare for something to happen, but there may be times like the Holy Spirit's like, no, do this right now. And we're only able to operate in that place if we're prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we have to study to show ourselves approved. Like Brandon, you know, have the band ready. They know the song inside and out. You know, vocals, we send out, we always send out vocals, our tracks, you know, our stems, you know, and everything. And we do, we do rehearse and everyone's super prepared. And like the only way that we can have those moments is everybody's super prepared and able to, to execute and, you know, walk and like being one accord and understanding and being very clear about what's happening. And so if, if we're all in the same mindset and the Holy Spirit says, does this, we're all able to operate together in those moments where we have, you know, those spontaneous moments. And, you know, that it's super, super important to be prepared. Like, um, one thing, one thing that Christy's um, really good at, you know, is something that I've just been learning too as well, you know, just to be completely transparent. You're like, no, it's important that you know what you want to say and know what you want to say to people, because then you're intentional about it. You're actually putting thought into it. You're, you're actually going and reading the scripture, reading the word and like, God, what do you want me to tell your people? Like, instead of just getting up there, like it's easy to get up there sometimes and just be like this and this, but it's something special when you take the time and you study the word and you, and the word comes alive in you. And like when, when, it, when revelation is breathed into you, you're able to um, give people that, what they need and it's going to breathe revelation and freedom and truth into them why because you took the time to spend time with god you know talking from a worship leader perspective you know um, to spend time with god to understand like what you're reading to understand the song the heart behind the song because you can't explain something you don't understand Mm -hmm. you need to be able to have understanding and out of that place of understanding you may have something prepared but because you know what it says the holy spirit might give you fresh revelation right there on the spot. So you just have to be prepared. Um, you have to be ready in season and out of season. So just always be prepared. Always know, you know, coming from a worship leader's perspective, how you want to, what you want to say, what God wants you to say. And, you know, sometimes it may change, sometimes it may not, but you just have to be ready. I think a lot of times people, um, worship leaders and worship musicians, they kind of romanticize the idea of like spontaneous music and, and that's where the Holy Spirit yeah. lives and thrives. Mm-hmm. Those are the best moments. But, uh, but yeah, like yeah. Uh, you guys are doing it the right way. I think so. That's the way that I run tracks as well. Um, because you know, you have a set time limit and you got to work your way through that. But for me, like planned spontaneity sometimes is where the magic happens, right? So you know, you have, mm-hmm. listen, we have 16 bars to work with here. We're going to play these chords. And we can plan ahead of time, know what to say, how to say it. And even in the moment, things are going to change and evolve just because life happens. But at least we know where we're going. At least we can all go together. And, that- and you might, be, yeah. and you might be, Drew, as a, as a worship leader, uh, knowing this is the plan. This is this is the structure. This is this is the you know what we have. Uh, going on in the service, but you might also give advance notice to the band, the musicians, and the singers that, you know, we might be dropping a song at the end. And this is exactly it. Right? So, like, like, if you have a plan, and if you need to go further or longer, well, then the best thing about having it planned out is that, you know, hey, listen, 
<laughs> listen team, you know, the MD can go, listen, Drew was long-winded in that thing. <laughs> we are dropping the last, you know, we're, we're going to drop the spontaneous section in the last song. Because you can do that with tracks. You can yeah. edit as you go. And the MD can sort of make those changes or you can make those changes on the fly. I think, um, I think having the best of both worlds creates that space for that magic to happen. And it does yeah. so in a way that everybody can go together. I grew up in those environments where it was like, it wasn't planned. It was like, we're just going to go here. And the bass player would be like, what's here? <laughs> or, where are we going? Or, or right? learning the song but right before the service starts. Exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. And so like I'm sitting there as the MD, like mouthing the chords to the rest of the team. That's just, I mean, that's cool and that was fun as a musician, but it was also a lot of confusion on stage and a lot of anxiety on stage. And that, that, that you know, some people are kind of like, let's go. It's going to be a good party. Who cares? Others are kind of like, oh my gosh, I want to do my best, but I can't. I right. want to give my all to God, yeah. but I'm so frozen because I have no idea where we're going. Um, exactly. Every musician is different, right? But I think the planned spontaneity way to go is kind of like, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to keep the space open. We're going to actually work on our words. Like, like he said, let's prepare what we say with intentionality because the Holy Spirit is just as powerful there as as <laughs> as he or she is, depending on your theology. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, um, or in those spontaneous sections. Like, it's just as powerful, just as good, just as rich. And just as effective in terms of how we grow our community. Now, can I can I just ask a question? Yeah. And this is this is I mean, you can throw in your two cents worth on this, Drew, as well. But for you at one church, um, what does I guess what does a sound check look like for you? Because I know churches uh, before the service starts, they'll be going in and. They'll be in like two hours before the service mm-hmm. starts, or even if it's multiple service, they'll be in there two hours in advance. And if you have multiple service, that that's exhausting at the end of the day. But but one of the reasons why they're in there two hours in advance is because they're going through the entire set list, like every uh-huh. part of it, right? Right. Uh, not necessarily working on you know this element because you know we just want to tighten this up or whatever or whatever. I just. Uh, like I'm, I'm my background. Uh, I've done sound in churches, and it drives me nuts when the requirement is that everybody's there two hours in advance because you're going to go through the entire set list from start to finish, including you know the the spoken stuff that perhaps you know the worship leader is going to say and everything else. I'm like, is that all necessary? Like, what do you guys do? Hmm. Yeah. So we. One church might not be the church we run sound at. Then. <laughs> we, um, we, we have a, and I'll speak to our Gahanna campus, since we have two campuses, mm-hmm. and that's the one that me and boys are at. Um, we have a Saturday night service at 6 p.m., and then pre-COVID, we had an 8, 30, 10, 11, 30 service on Sunday. Um, so our 6 p.m. Saturday night, we show up at 3 and we kind of just take it really slow and um, sound check every instrument. Um, the vocals will split off for a little bit and kind of run through yep. their thing while, mm. while the band. But but we get down into like fine details of like little core changes, and we we honestly like don't we we don't need to like our, our musicians are skilled enough to where we could probably show up an hour before and um, mail it in, but we we really care about the little details of things and making sure that we're hitting and and also we're we're stretching ourselves stylistically and we're doing like 
original in air quotes, um, like arrangements to things sometimes. So like we're doing what a beautiful name in a few weeks and, and we're going to do an original arrangement of it where we're going to try to do it more of a gospel style. And for that to happen, um, we need time to practice. Sure. Um, but also the expectation level is that you show up and it's not practice. It is sound tech. So when you show up at three o'clock on Saturday, you're not practicing your lead on guitar. Okay. You know your lead on guitar. Yeah, I think and I think that's what I check. that's what I was getting at is where it's not a practice; it's an actual sound check. And and it, yeah. just just yeah. for my understanding, the the Saturday night uh, time is it the same group that get together on Sunday morning again? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so in other words, a sound check that you would have done on the Saturday, you know, EQing all the instruments, because I'm a firm believer uh, as a sound guy of EQing everything and making it sound good. But then if it's going to be the same group the next morning, uh, unless there's uh, some significant change acoustically in the room, uh, likely the, the EQ is going to stay the same for all the same channels. Yeah. So we mm-hmm. show up on Sunday, we run the set, we run, we have typically three song sets. We run the three song sets. Not because we need to, but because it's early and we want to warm up. Totally. Yeah. And like we 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 gave our band the option, honestly. Like we're like, hey, we don't really feel the need to come and run everything tomorrow. And our guitar uh, players were like, well, I'd like I'd like to come in and get my fingers warmed up and everything. So sure. we show up like we service now. Everything's different because of COVID. COVID we're doing like yeah. registrations and stuff. Yeah. But our service starts at nine thirty. And we show up at eight because we have to be off the stage by nine. Um, and we have like a, what we call a Q to Q meeting at, um, I think eight thirty or eight, eight forty five. And so we show up, we run it top to bottom and we get off the stage and it's like, it's, it may be talking about parts or something, but we, we haven't really run an, a song more than once on a Sunday. So the Sunday is a sound check, right? To make sure right. that everything's working and slash like making sure your fingers are warmed up Saturday um, is a little more in the weeds, but it it honestly depends on the worship set too. Hmm. Like if we, for our bigger weekends for our Easter's or Christmas, and then we have a weekend that we created called one big party. Nice. We're basically the, the tagline is the world parties to forget the church parties to remember. So in the world, Hmm. you party to forget your, past relationship or forget the hurt from your childhood but the church we we believe that we should have fun and party um to remember what god's done for us and remember that we're set prison. so we throw this big party every year and typically september this year will be in october um but for like those three big weekends we we will do like a midweek rehearsal too right um because like for one for one big party this year we're doing a complete original song that we've never done before Ooh. um we're doing our new song that we introduced um, in release called The Answer is Jesus. And then we'll do like like a mashup or like something that's way more intricate than what we normally do. So we'll have like, we'll probably have a, a midweek practice just to practice that right. like the new original song that we haven't done um, because you're writing parts almost. Um, so it, it depends on the situation heavily. And, and, we also, I forgot to mention this, on Saturday nights, we eat dinner too. So we'll, oh, we'll practice from like three three to four, and then at four, we'll do like a run uh, a run with our production team. So they'll get all their cameras and lighting and stuff in place. And then at um, like five, we go and we eat dinner. 
and kind of just take it slow till six so that we're not having to mm-hmm. rush. Right. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. That's good. You get the, the to use the, you know, um, legalistic um, uh, religious term, you get the fellowship. Oh, gosh. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. exactly. Exactly. The community. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Community. I should have used that. I'm there sorry. Go, or right? family, family time. Yeah. That's right. That's yeah. that's more like it. <laughs> Listen. Like, even like, so even like with the vocals, so Brandon typically works with the band. You know, I, I work with the vocals, you know, as the Gahanna campus worship leader. And like, even with the vocals, because, you know, some like the band, like it's a little different vocals. You know, you want to make sure everybody's singing the same thing, sounding the same thing. So what we typically do and like, um, we'll send like, I'll send out a vocal map. So I, I work on all the vocal arrangements. So I'll send on a vocal map for like how, what, like when, when do altos come in, when do parts come in, who sings what, you know, kind of map it out so they can have an understanding. And they practice that, you know, along with the bounce that we send out. And then we'll get there on Saturday, like Brandon, when, when the vocal split is like, now that everybody knows that they're singing, it's more so just like Brandon said, just running through things and fine tuning it because we, we give people enough time to practice, you know, enough time to practice, practice. And then, you know, Saturday night, like, like Brandon said, we kind of typically just go through it. But um, on Sunday, it's just really fast. It's not really fast paced because, you know, we just want to make sure we save our vocals, you know, because sure. we're, we're getting ready to sing. We on tour on the weekend, <laughs> you know, Loki on tour on the weekend, you know, singing four services, you know, just, just really like, just really being intentional, making sure people are really prepared. And from a leadership standpoint, you know, we have to make sure that we're prepared because we want to lead people well and set them up for success. Yeah. No, I like that. And and that's kind of what I was looking for. Listen, guys, uh, what a pleasure having you guys oh, yeah. uh, on Between the Grooves. Great conversation. Really enjoyed chatting with you guys. Man, it was uh, super awesome. You guys are super fun. You guys, you got, I don't know, maybe you should have to come up with a podcast. That'd be really cool. <laughs> you guys <are> super fun. <laughs> hey, that's, there's an idea. <laughs> yeah, we like to have a little fun. Anytime that, anytime that you guys want us back, it, it was fun for us. So, yeah, for sure. More than happy to, to talk if you guys have another diversity um, prompt and, yes. and you want someone to discuss with, sure. like, please hit us up. We're, we're, Absolutely. it's our hearts. And so yeah. we're, we're all for it. And, and um, we had a lot of fun too. That's awesome. Good stuff. Thank you guys so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Have an awesome Take day. Take care guys. Talk to you. Bye. What a great conversation. I, I, uh, you know, kind of knew there a little bit about, about the background in their church. Mm-hmm. So uh, the fact that we were able to talk a little bit about diversity, but just taking a step back and all of that, and they want to focus on people that are new to the church, which is awesome to see. So everything from, you know, listening, uh, you know, to what people are asking, but also, you know, doing right i like the fact that they listen more than they speak yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i think we all need to do a little bit more of that um and also you know they're very intentional in what they do um i like how they explain the why uh so for me that was the winning thing because a lot of churches miss out on that and so it's great to have them they explain everything this is why we do the things that we do because that's what people need that's a sense of discipleship discipling your congregation or your community or family right Right. Sorry. Yeah. Community and family. That's all right. Got to say those words. <laughs> Anyways, great conversation with uh, One Church Music. And uh, make sure you check out One Church Music to find the links to their music, events, and social media. You can find them at one.church. How's that for an easy website? There we go. Nice and simple. One.church. Love it. Love it. Well, I guess now it's time for Ars Advice. And this week, we have my old buddy and Josh McIntosh. Here we go. Learn a new language besides Christianese and write songs that are real and honest. 
What, he's done? That's it? I mean, what more do you need, man? <laughs> well, what that's more do you true. Need? Learn a new language besides Christianese. <laughs> Very so on topic, if I can say. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think there is definitely something about the verbiage that we use that we in the songs. And, you know, let's find new creative ways to say these old truths. Please and thank you. Yes, indeed. <laughs> and and write songs that are really honest, as he said as yeah. well. You yeah. know, not just about something, but maybe something you've gone through. Those, totally. those seem to resonate with people a lot more if it's a personal experience and you're writing about that it's, yeah, right. it resonates with people. That's right. That's right. I think if we can try and write songs that speak to you know the larger human experience, not just the happy, joyful, lovey times, but also sometimes even the darker ones, I think we can tap into something that's a little more powerful for the listener. So yeah, definitely please write songs that are real and honest. Boom. Thank you, Josh. Absolutely. And that is it for this week. Yep. Hey, there's the music. Oh. That's how we know it's the end. Right on time. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast for new episodes every Monday. Don't forget to leave us a rating and a review. That just helps us reach more people. And we are on social media. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at Between Grooves. We would love to connect with you there. Chat it up, tweet it up, Facebook it up. I don't know. That's a thing. Uh, maybe not. But maybe just meet us there and we'll, we'll, we'll talk. In the meantime, we'll see you next. <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>